0: Welcome to the Salsa Soul Food podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Giovanna Malufe. Giovanna is a health coach who studied with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She is a yogi and will share with us a little bit more about her daily routine and her yoga practice. And uh, she also has an amazing healing journey, and she will share a little bit with us about certain chronic symptoms that she's dealt with. And finally, she is in uh, currently the Boston Ayurveda School studying to become a holistic health counselor. And we'll get more into how her perspective of her own health and wellness has changed as she's gotten deeper into uh, this medical system. Thank you so much for joining us, Giovanna.
1: Welcome. Thank you so much, Angela and Mark. It's a pleasure to be here and share a little bit of my journey and also, yeah, just talk and share a little bit.
0: Yes, we're so excited. So this is uh, season three and it's called the Inspired Storytime Series. So I'm going to start out with a couple of questions that we're doing for all of our guests. So now as we're sort of leaving winter, the, the winter months, even though it's hard to believe, but uh, getting into march so we want our listeners to kind of cozy up and transition nicely into the spring and summer months so tell us what makes you cozy mm, let me think it's my fir-
1: i'm I'm, uh, I'm from brazil so this is my first uh, season in in winter full winter so it has been a little a little bit of challenge because we don't have this kind of winter in Brazil, so everything is new for me. But uh, what I feel that is really important in, in the winter, what I, I've been feeling is that uh, first uh, eating uh, warm foods, mm-hmm. things that will bring me heat in my body, because I feel that winter, it's a moment to of slow down, look inside, uh, uh, take care of our bodies. If we look to nature, we, we can see that nature is low down, the trees lose the leaves, it's time for rest. So definitely if we have the chance, I know that's not available for everybody, but if we, ha- we have the chance to do once a week or 10 minutes a day of self-care, I think it's really important during this time of the year
0: yeah yeah I agree I love that answer Mm -hmm. and the next question is what are you manifesting for 2021 it could be like a phrase a word or a project something like that uh yeah I think 2020 was uh, a
1: challenging year for all of us we we needed to create uh, a basically a new life, a new way of relating to people to understand our place in, you in know, in, in this currently situation. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, for me, what came uh, uh, is that I really want to help others in a more, let's say holistic way I don't like to use much this word because nowadays it's becoming so commercial but it's really look at the individual self not just from the aspect of food or movement exercise or relationships but really get this all together integrate in a beautiful way yeah so because of that I decided to to join the ayurveda program here in Boston. Nice. Yeah, so these are are my plan is my are my plans for 2021.
0: Great, I love it. And so tell us a little bit more about your background. I know that you said that you're from Brazil and just a little bit about your lifestyle growing up, because I I think it's important for listeners um, to understand like people's journey, because I think sometimes we see people who are, quote unquote, very healthy or into wellness and we don't often know like their beginnings. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm 33 years old. Uh, I'm from Brazil. I grew up in the countryside of Brazil. So basically during 15 years of my life, I lived close to to the land. So Mm -hmm. I spend most of my weekends and a few months every year uh, in the farm. So always this was my environment, the way that I really enjoy my time and was close to the animals, to, mm-hmm. to fruits and veggies, or everything like that. And uh, at the age of fifteen, basically, I shifted to more to a more urban area. So it's like it's, it's when it arrived in my teenage years. So I wasn't. I, I became less focused in in the farm, in the land because my, as a teenager, yeah, you have other dreams and
0: mm-hmm. a, a
1: different, different challenges and things that you want to, to achieve. This was my, my experience. And uh, thinking about uh, my, my diet at the time, I, my mom provided like whole foods, real food, but I really didn't like that. Oh, interesting! I, yeah, it was something that wasn't my thing. I I liked kind of heavy foods, processed processed foods, things mm-hmm. like that. My mom, my mom really tried her best at the time, but it wasn't something that uh, I was really interesting. She had really a hard time trying to give me uh, feed me in a in a health way, let's say. Mm. And because of that, uh, I start having uh, a lot of uh, issues with my gut at the time. Okay. Because I, I wasn't eating what uh, was uh, driving uh, my health. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of uh, allergies and And then I took a lot of antibiotics at the time uh, and a lot of vaccines for these allergies. So it became like I started putting a lot of pressure in my my immune system. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And at the age of uh, 15, I had my first panic attack and it was something that came out of the blue. I didn't have any trigger or any trauma that uh, uh, started it was I was in a party and I just like my heart started beating uh, like super fast I, and I just said, I need to go home. And from that day until 29 years old, I took medication for panic attack because it was something that I was trying to manage and I didn't um, understand. And, and at the time, I the doctor said, this is the medication that you need to take for the rest of your life. Basically, he gave me a like, this is your sentence, embrace, and that's it, you have a good life. And at the time, I didn't have any kind of education on that and i said okay it is what it is i need to take this medication so i never shared it with anyone because he, i don't know why he told me don't tell anyone that you take this kind of medication so it's a kind of shame for being for having the the panic attack was really strange when i look at back and think of that mm. but anyway uh this happened at age 15 and when i was doing more or less uh 15 years until i sorry uh, 12 years until i was 27 i had like three really different issues with gut i could, that was becoming worse and worse and then i developed uh Uh, dairy intolerance Mm -hmm. and my gut was really sensitive to everything that I was eating and I had uh, different uh, urinary infections Uh, and I took a lot of antibiotics. So basically, in a way, I was destroying my, my gut bacteria. And this was, of course, influence yeah, was, has a, a directly connection with the state of my mind. Because nowadays we know through studs and science that the guts, our brain, our second brain, they call second brain, but I believe it's our primary brain. Same. <laughs> I agree. It's, <laughs> it's there that happens everything. So we need to take care of uh, how what we eat what's our daily routine and all of that because it affects our bacteria so at the age of 27 i had a episode of uh, i think uh, any i didn't had a a doctor that told me that but I believe that reading after reading and studying I think I had a kind of SIBO okay like a really huge inflammation in my in my gut because I had an episode that I I ate uh, like cheese and milk one day at home and I had a lot of pain and I needed to, to I went to the emergency room because of the pain that was like impossible to to handle so after that I my like two months later my 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 currently husband he proposed me Mm -hmm. and I and this was like the kind of trigger to really change my 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 life because I said now I will get married. So I want to take care of my health and, like, be really the first thing. The first thing was be fit to get in my dress, in my oh, wedding dress. And yeah, this was the focus at the time, it was really, really physical. But um, this just changed my life because uh, I went to a nutri- nu- uh, nutritionist that she helped me with the diet she started teaching me and giving me insights and things to read so the journey started there and i i at the time during the year and a half that we had this treatment together i lost a lot of weight body fat i was feeling much better and I, I was happy, my, my wedding dress and all of that. And, um, and my husband, we got married and we, let, we left Brazil to Colombia because he received a proposal to work there. And uh, there in Colombia, uh, just to give just an overview of my professional life, in Brazil, at the time, I was working as headhunter, and I worked during five years in this career. And moving to Colombia, I had the chance to really think what I wanted to do to my life, to my professional life. It was a kind of privilege to do that because I was following my husband's career. We decided that together and getting in colombia i i decided that i wanted to work, to learn more about health food because at the time my my mind was really in the physical body and what i was eating this was the relationship at uh, my my relation i wasn't even think about mind or or other aspects of uh, Let's say a good life, a good health life, and uh, it's it's there that I started the IAN program that you introduced as health coach to become a health coach, and this program really it it was another step that changed my life and and the way that I see things because. The, the program it's really an overview of all diets and you have access to a lot of material to to understand what's what's let, let's say what's what's going on but at the same time they bring aspects of uh, physical activity the movement part, the relationship and also... The, the kind of spiritual life, a little bit of that. It's like the, the four pillars of the program. So uh, during this period, I learned a lot. I, I experienced, I, I tried to add new things in my diet, in my lifestyle, but I didn't have the chance to do much because we we were moving to Singapore at the time. So I just had the chance to stay in Colombia for eight months. So my life was like really another big move to another culture and yeah. And trying my best to to maintain my health, to maintain my life, but uh, just going, sorry, going back a little bit to the, the, ta- the time in Colombia, uh, There, I decided to stop my medication of uh, panic. Uh, But I don't recommend that at all to anyone. I think that if you really want to stop any kind of medication, it's really important to have the support of a physician and do this in the right way, because if your body is not prepared to, to that, you cause a lot of stress and can really generate damage in uh, in, in different aspects. But um, what I was was feeling at the time is that uh, I was cleaning my body a lot and my gut was healthier, and I I didn't find a physician there in Colombia that was supporting me in this idea of uh, starting to uh, slow the medication in quantity and really like uh, be free of that. So what I, at the time I did, like uh, I I started to slow slow down the milligrams of the, the medication until I, I, I complete came to a stop and took me like kind of three to four months to do all this and uh, this exit of the medication. But uh, it was life changing in a way because I felt that my body could heal itself. It was the first time that I really felt that this is a perfect machine this has all the tools, if we use the right things uh, and the right uh, technique, food and activities, I really believe that our body can heal. And this was my first proof of that. And from there, I Like I was saying, I, I moved to, to Singapore, and Singapore, it's, uh, it's, it's a new, <laughs> another world. There, everything changed to me. Uh, uh, it was kind of, uh, changed my life in so many aspects. But the main aspect, it's definitely, I, I became more focused in my spiritual life. Because mm-hmm. over there, we, we had the chance to visit different kinds of cultures, different kinds of different, different uh, people, different ways of living. That uh, when I was living here in this part of the world, in America, uh, it's so far from Asia and that we can, until you go there and see and experience we can't really understand what's going on there. I don't know if, if if I will be able to 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 share to share this, but uh, the energy, the way that they live life, uh, and it's just so so inspiring. Their belief systems, and you just become uh, more open mind to different ways of seeing life
2: so it sounds like you op- you opened up to that way of life i was expecting you to say it was culture shock and you you were pushing back on it or something but it sounds like you actually enjoyed it and, and learned something from living there
1: yeah but you are right mark <laughs> at the at the at the beginning it wasn't like uh, it wasn't this dream. It was a culture shock, definitely. Because it we are so used to a way of living life and seeing things that when you get there, it's really different. The way that they they relate to each other, the way that they eat, the way that they share things. It's so it was really a time to kind of step back, seeing the picture and trying to respect different kinds, different ways of seeing life. So in Colombia, in Brazil, when I started my health journey, I was so focused in my physical body, in my body fat, in the food that I was eating. And when I, um, and the period that I was living in Asia, that was two years and a half, uh, I started uh, seeing things in a different perspective. So it wasn't just like the food that I was eating, but also the state of my mind. And um there I started practicing yoga again. That was something that I did when I was in Brazil, but not um, not in a daily routine or anything like that. So I think that uh, um, connecting again with yoga was really the life change for me because then I started seeing that I was not just interested in the food but also in the mind, in the psychological aspects that I wasn't so aware at the time that I was living in, in, in Colombia basically. So there I started practicing Ashtanga Yoga, that's It's a style of yoga from the south of India. Uh, It's from a city called Mysore. And um, they have uh, uh, um, a practice that you basically do the same kind of asana every day. And uh, they have different series and you start with the primary series. That's uh, a practice that basically it, the main focus it's healing the digestive system. Mm. So since I started practicing, I really felt that it helped me in the in the digestive issues that I was healing at the time in mm-hmm. Colombia and in Brazil, when I changed my diet. And um, also I started meditation because it's interesting in, in my journey, what I experienced is I started yoga and then was kind of meditation just came. And then the pranayama, that's the breathing exercises, And then at some point, the Ayurveda came. So Mm -hmm. I I think that things just came naturally in an organic way without pushing it. And I think it's just uh, the way that yoga works in a way. And when I I say yoga, I'm not saying uh, about the asana practice that we sometimes think Mm -hmm. here in in this part like of the postures the, right yeah the asana postures, is postures yeah is kind of like, yeah just to yeah. make sure
0: for for the listeners yeah.
1: yeah 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 the postures yeah it's yoga it's really about the union with your your physical body with your mental state in a in a way
2: I've never really heard, uh, I mean, I've only heard one person mention digestion during yoga, and I think I was in a class, might have been with Angela, actually, where I was on my back, and we were holding our knees as close to our chest as possible, oh and, and someone was like, this is really good for digestion, and I, for some reason, I remember that forever. Like, I'll always do that move thinking, all right, this one is the digestion, um, <laughs> Pose. Was it, that
0: the Bikram class? Yeah, probably? it was the Bikram class, it and it was Bikram only that
2: one move that I've always thought like that. Like, are what are what are other moves or postures that like are good for digestion, or is it just the the practice as a whole that helps?
1: Yeah. Uh, so in in Ashtanga, there are many postures that help specifically uh, the digestive systems and uh, during the practice you have like the right side and the left side so in a way the torsion the torsions and everything that you do it's really to massage and move your digestive system in a kind of way that you help the healing and the toxins to move mm-hmm. off your body mm-hmm. so and the the i believe that in the bekan yoga it it really has some postures that are similar to to the ashtanga or with similar purpose in a way of really massage our digestive oh, system that's
2: that's because they're all stolen
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> oh, yeah. yeah i love that so I love, well, I love how you peeled away like each layer. I love that because I think it's important for people to know too that with health, things develop over time usually, right? It's not what we do in one day. But it's it starts with the eating or the heaviness or maybe not connecting with the food you're having. Then it goes to the gut issues, whether it's pain or constipation, diarrhea. Then it's the antibiotics for the UTIs or what, you know, kind of going. There's different phases and then maybe it's the mental symptoms, the panic attacks, because in our Western culture or the U.S. specifically um, or even in parts of south america like you mentioned it's very uh specific to the part of the body it's not looking at the whole body connected and so i love how you explained it because you showed how it just went from one place to the other but no one was really connecting the dots for you Um, and that's not to blame anybody but but we're living in a system where you know that that's that's going to change we're going to put out the positive vibes um And so that's great. And I love that you said, too, that, of course, with medication, um, weaning yourself off of it with the support of family and and physicians or practitioners is is um, also, you know, our recommendation as well. But I love I love hearing all of all of that. And um, so tell us more, too. I know that you also did travel to India, right, to continue your like your journey with yoga as well.
1: Yeah. Uh in 2000 end of 2019 I had the chance to go and practice with the the guru of the the system that's uh of of Ashtanga that we call also Mysore and um yeah for just being in india it's really interesting because a lot of things it's happening over there it's where the yoga was born so you really you really feel this connection with not just the land but with the energy that uh, it's there because people have been practicing yoga for so so many years in that land that you really feel that you kind of access your energetic body in a different way over there. It's what my experience, and this is really different for everyone, but uh, you really feel that your body is more open. And at the same time, we you are there with people that that are in the same boat in a way that it's... They are with the same purpose. They are there to practice. This is the, the focus. It's like, enjoy your practice. Learn more about yourself, about these systems to understand and access different uh, uh, parts of ourselves. And like you, like you were saying, and in the here in us or in america or even in uh, maybe europe i don't know much but it's what I, i i believe it's that sometimes we look at the body it's something parts of the body so it's the digestive system or our brain or our it's we 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 miss that we are we are a whole that we need the balance of all our body to sustain life and to thrive. And and over there in, in Asia and also in, in India, they see, of course, it's changing because now we are in a, we have globalization. So it's... A lot of things are changing everywhere, and this is it's so important. We try to maintain this culture and these teachings as much as we can with respect. Uh, but uh, they see our body in the, in a, in a, as a whole like not just ah, I'll take care of this part no if you have an imbalance in your gut or in your skin it's saying that uh, something bigger and deeper maybe it's going out of balance so yeah these are things that uh, we we really need to to improve to in this mm. in our health system that we we are so focused in disease in the cure of things and not like we spend money uh, in medications and health care instead of prevention
0: yeah. uh,
1: and this mm. makes all the difference when we talk about uh, health in general of good life it's something that maybe we we should have at at schools being educated since we are kids because it's better we invest our money in prevention in eating good food and eating like uh, doing things to to really bring balance
2: for sure i would have rather do a daily yoga class than throw dodgeballs at each other <laughs> in yeah. recess you know that's american
0: yeah. schools yeah. just throwing balls we at each other we just throw balls at the other kids yeah. head would- <laughs> that's so true oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> that's funny
2: why are we so aggressive here i have no
1: idea
0: <laughs> yeah that's true
1: yeah oh. so much competition and things like that right yeah. The culture—it's really, it's really different.
0: Yeah, that was a good point. Um, so, tell us your your first. Well, tell us a little bit about Ayurveda, and then when was your first encounter with it? Uh, so, Ayurveda. Uh, my first encounter
1: with it was through IAN as a health coach. There, I had my first bite of Ayurveda, like introduction to to the doshas, to the basic stuff. And then uh, came again to my life in the more recent years, let's say in the past uh, two years, once I started my daily yoga practice, definitely was something that, uh, as I said, was just a natural flow that I started reading more texts and trying to eating what the yogic tests suggest. And then the they yoga and, and Ayurveda, they are brothers and, brother and sister. So they are siblings. So they complement each other. What uh, in yoga, what... Uh, uh, what my my, my teachers had in India is when you can cure with yoga Ayurveda is there to provide this cure mm-hmm. so really they complement each other so this is why even in in Ayurveda we you yoga is always present uh, through Ayurveda it's the way that uh, uh, we think about movement as yoga and this it's it's not about uh, ashtanga yoga or each each person is different depends of your constitution depends of your lifestyle and all of that to to add these postures what's what's what to support your health so this is what uh, also what I really like about Ayurveda. It's because it uh, uh, seems uh, each one of us as unique. So we are. I'm not the same as you, Angela, and not, I'm not the same as Mark. Each one of us are so unique, even if we have similar constitutions or. Uh, things that we like and in common doesn't mean that we should follow like each other's life it's like we can of course we can inspire each other and this is amazing because I think it's through community that we help each other and heal ourselves but we always always locals as individuals like as uniques
0: yeah yeah i love that too and and giovanna and i in the program we're in we're we're seeing practitioners and it's funny because we have some overlapping symptoms but we have completely different treatment plans so that's really fascinating and not to say that you know some of the herbs are doing the same job but I, that's really true because i love seeing that has been really helpful because when you go again with our medical system currently, everyone is being treated the same um, with the way that it's set up. And it's unfortunate because, as we can see, we're both seeing improvements and feeling a lot better and and it's you know, similar symptoms, but different different treatment. So that's that's really true. And can you tell us like a few of the sort of the guiding principles of Ayurveda that that are incorporated kind of into the daily routine? yeah yes um let's let's
1: think Mm, i think that uh, for for people that want to try like uh, bites of ayurveda uh, it's the first step maybe it's look at your daily routine how your life look like so for example what time do you wake up What's your first thing that you think in the morning and what you do? Like before I even talk about like night routines, I think it's important to look your morning routine because mm-hmm. I really think that gives you the pace of your day. What you do in the first hours of your, of the hour of you wake up makes all the difference during all your day your day so maybe mm, wake up uh brush your teeth scr- scrub your tongue.
0: scrape your tongue yeah, mm-hmm. scrub
1: your tongue yeah thank you angela um take uh, warm water to help to start your digestive system and maybe have a uh, bowel movement before mm-hmm. you eat anything or do any kind of exercise if you have the chance and the time maybe a uh, dry brushing in the morning with uh, oil massage if it's possible or if you can do that at night before bedtime, it's also really, really healing because uh, it's the touching our skin. It's our biggest organs, so everything that we we put in our skin, it's a kind of food. So it's all also nice to to take care of which kind of products we put in our. In our body, because which kind of ingredients these products have, because our ki- our skin it needs also to digest it. It so what else? Um, take a shower after this oil massage to really relax the body, and I think all of these small actions makes a, a difference the way that we start our our day. I know that uh, this depends from person to person. I know that not, right now we are in the COVID situation, so a lot of parents have kids at home, so the time is shorter and it's more tight to do a lot of things, but maybe just... Um, uh, Five minutes of meditation, of silence before the house wake up and the kids wake up and your husband starts talking to you and all of that, that happens, right? (laughs) Your partner or whatever. I'm just thinking about my husband.
0: Yeah, we can
1: tell. (laughs) Yeah, but it's also, um, it's funny because... With my husband, uh, I I always say to him, please, when you wake up, uh, let's wait to start talking, because mm-hmm. the first hour I really want the silence uh, before we start. Because then, then the energy shifts. If you start like waking up and talking about a lot of things, you your energy just uh, go to another way. You don't. You don't have, like, the space to take care of yourself or just sit for meditation or go for exercise and things that uh, really change the way that you start your day, basically. And one thing really important is don't look at screens. Like, don't do that at the first hour of your of your day, mm. definitely, because then it's a loop. You start seeing like email and WhatsApp or message or whatever, and then you just lose track, and mm. then your focus just go to the other side. So make this as a as a ritual. In just think, hey, I have what 10 minutes. So what can I do in 10 minutes? Maybe it's sit. In silence or take a book and take make a cup of hot uh, uh, of tea and enjoy yourself really mm-hmm. this self-care moments i think it's really important to, to to connect to to something deeper in us yeah i
2: love the recommendation of of silence in the morning if someone wanted to implement that into their life like and wanted to kind of copy your routine even though we're all individuals, but like what when do you when do you and your husband start talking? Is there like a specific moment like you've both had your shower maybe at that point or what is it?
1: Uh yes. Uh I I wake up a little bit earlier than my husband. So this also help him helps me. But when we wake up in similar times and he really starts like asking something, I just say Please, not right now, if it's not urgent. Let's talk when I finish my practice or Mm -hmm. after my... When I say practice, it's my asana practice, my postures, the postures that I do in yoga or after my meditation, because then my mind will be in in, in the right space to talk to him and gives the right attention. So I really think that it's all about communication and the way that we express ourselves. Because when we we share with our partner, this is really important for me, this routine or this moment I need for myself, normally people tend to understand and even becomes curious of "Hmm, why she's doing that or why he's doing that. Maybe yeah. I will try that.
2: Yeah, maybe it'll be good for them, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, uh, I learned that in the, in the hard way because I always I, I had the tendency to say to people do this or do that really like mm-hmm. a kind of control way. And uh, what I learned is if you really want to, I don't know, inspire someone or give some advice, be the example. And leave them to watch what you are doing, because the interesting just can't just come up in a way. It's mm-hmm. like even when uh, and this happens more when you have you are like in a relationship and live with the person, because then mm-hmm. he's like kind of watching you daily.
0: And, and can, see, it
1: can see the transformations and things that you are doing and then, then maybe start asking questions and things like that that really um, that really change their lives
0: yeah I love that and and I think it's also true too like um, trying to take time for self-care, you know, any time that you have, right? If you're a mother or a father or whatever your situation is, it might be less. But self-care also, and what you're saying with your relationship is is setting up boundaries. And I think that people, sometimes it's very scary to put boundaries into place. Like for when somebody who's not used to that, like the not talking, they might think, oh, wow, like that that's tough. But then if they think about it, they're like, oh, maybe I would like to be quiet for the first hour of my day. So it's the boundary too that when you say, you know, I deserve this and I need this, then that's, that's great. And I also think too, that the way that we've been like discussing self-care, like in society, and our culture, I think it's great that it's been so much more, pre- like it's more prevalent because of COVID and we are at home for again depends on your situation but i think it's it's nice how you're emphasizing how important it is because i think sometimes people think self-care is like this extra thing um where when it's like no this is prevention this is what is allowing you to live longer and to promote longevity which we know ayurveda is all about um and so i think that's great and for people to start to like change their their thought process of like okay this is part of my life it's not just like I'm treating myself it's like oh no I need I need this so yeah exactly and I I think that we can even uh,
1: think about self-care when preparing food like that's something that's easier maybe it's easier for for some people when you are preparing food you are in a way, taking care of yourself and your family. And now in the COVID moment that we are going through, a lot of people are having more time to cook their own food. Mm. And this is, it's part of Ayurveda that really suggests us to cook our own food and put attention in what we, we are doing and, eating real food whole foods things that you know what you are eating in a way it's of course it's easy to to buy like prepack food or processed food but uh, uh, bringing the self-care ritual for preparing food it's really healing in a way and you are not just taking care of yourself but your family so you are also at the same time doing service to others not just to yourself Mm -hmm. so sometimes I just feel that we don't put uh, the right value in simple things that this makes all the difference and preparing food it's something that we do maybe three times a day every day yeah. yeah. <laughs> during our whole life basically so every day we have the chance to do something for ourselves and for others mm. so yeah
0: yeah I love it and what would you say are you looking so now you're we're in the so I met Giovanna in the Boston Ayurveda school that's we met a couple of months ago and what are you most excited about Um, as you enter into the health counselor program and what would you say and just in general how have you been feeling now that you've been really implementing the ayurvedic lifestyle for the past three months now um if you could speak to that a little bit yes uh uh, i
1: decided to join the this immersion program uh in december in december november sorry uh and uh, to really learn more deeply about Ayurveda and really try to heal some things that I have and I couldn't address uh, during the time that I was in Brazil, in, in Colombia and Singapore, because the body takes time to, to heal. And I try a different diets and raw food and uh, more high protein. I did a lot of uh, diets during this time, but uh, with the yoga coming to my life, uh, I became more interested in Ayurveda and the way that uh, it understands the body and which kind of food and how we can heal our body. eating foods that uh, it's appropriate for my constitution because doesn't mean that for example avocado it's a health food yes but maybe it's not uh, health for your body in this time of the year because ayurveda it's all about seasons because it's really connected with nature so everything that happens outside it also have happens in our body. Mm-hmm. So nature, it's our best mirror of what we should be doing or not, sh- or or not. So uh, the the simple things like so we shouldn't be eating a lot of uh, raw food in the winter time because we need some warm. We need more fire. We need more. Cozy, like you said at the beginning, yeah. Angela, cozy food to, to warm us up and maybe create more, more fat to sustain our body during the winter time.
0: Yeah, I just want to repeat that, too, because I I want people to really hear that is that Giovanna is saying is, you know, no, try to not eat as much raw food during the winter. So if you're someone even who deals with like slight digestive issues, that could be another step, too, is maybe implement more cooked foods, especially during the winter, because I think our culture, we love cold beverages cold salads cold everything and my my family my dad makes fun of me because i'm just drinking hot water all day but <laughs> but um which i understand it's you know to each their own still but that's like another great great point that it's just so intuitive when we stop to think about it it's like okay yeah like do i need a crispy cold vegetable right now in this weather but um so yeah i agree with this. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, you no, i just wanted to say all. that i repeat it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and it's and you are so right because uh, here we also have the smoothies thing of yes. putting all together and just blend and just take during the during the work uh, in my as a breakfast mm-hmm. and uh, okay it, it is health but maybe for the winter time it's not the best for your body and so we, we we this is the aspect that I really like about Ayurveda because goals teach us of seeing our body in a different way, of paying more attention. Because, of course, it's easier we put everything in a blender and just drink it. But maybe this is what your body is asking for you. So Ayurveda, what I feel, it's really like... Uh, bring space and understand, okay, what my body needs. Now it's some warm food. Do I want uh, which kind of spice or tastes that I want? I want something savory, something sweet. So it's really trying to, to connect ourselves with looking inside instead of just like go, go, go. Mm. society that we currently live uh, right this is this is also my 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 feeling what uh, what I learned during this this period of trying different diets and different uh, ways of eating and going back sorry to your question uh, I didn't told you but uh, I had issues with my period So during five years, I didn't have Mm. my menstrual cycle
2: Mm. and
1: Mm. I've been healing this aspect of my life for the the past five years. And last year, since I started really adding the Ayurveda lifestyle, my, my, my period came back so this was like kind of like my panic attacks my good health Mm -hmm. my period coming back this is uh, it's always give me the hope and the trust that our body it's a perfect machine (laughs) <laughs> what I call like machine. It's not a machine, but it's mm-hmm. just like so perfect. And if you really treat it well, it heals itself. We just need to be patient and trust in the process. And mm-hmm. this I really learned with Ayurveda. I had so much fear of uh, doing the wrong things, or eating the wrong foods. I was so concerned with um, these aspects that I wasn't listening to my body, what it was asking. So during two years, I was full plant-based, like vegan diet with whole foods. And it was great. I improved a lot of things that I was, was... I I needed to address, Mm. but my body was craving a lot uh, more fat. So I started introducing, again, salmon, because salmon, I don't know why, but my body was just craving salmon, was something really, like, deep. But because of my personal values, I said, no, I can't eat animal because... This is my value systems. I don't want to create any kind of violence, or right. so. Uh, it has been a, really a journey to understand uh, all these aspects. So it's it's not one formula that works for mm-hmm. everybody, but I really feel that. Uh, Uh, If you have the support, for example, of a therapist in Ayurveda or a health coach, it's someone that will help you to understand where you are in your journey and give you the support that maybe you need to to see which kind of uh, food and also... um, routine that you may add to your life that can help in your in your healing process because in a way all of us we need to address something at some point in our life Mm -hmm. cannot be physical but maybe mentally so everybody's going through a lot so yeah and uh Uh, for me Ayurveda was life-changing and Mm. I uh, looking back I can see that everything that I did brought me to to Ayurveda basically so this Mm. is why I decided to really join the program and learning more deeply about that because I really feel that's something that if more and more people learn about it we can re- live in a in a better society because if we are comfortable and confident in our own skin, in our mm-hmm. own bodies, the tendency is that we want to do good to others, to the planet and a lot of issues that... Uh, maybe it's not in our priorities, just become our priority. Because I think that when we clean our body, clean our Mm. minds, we really start to pay more attention to what's going on around us. So it's Mm. a kind of way we detach of the me, 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 ego, ego thing. We just start Mm. looking at uh, at things in a, a ho- as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and I love that you shared the story of, you know, losing your period and then having it come back. Cause I know that's also as a woman, is very emotional. I don't know about that personally, but just as a woman. And, um and I think it's for anyone out there who's, who's dealing with that. I think that's the other, it must be very frustrating to come up against that and have physicians that might be looking at all women the same as well you know when in reality that process might look different for for each person um so yeah i think that will be you know inspiring for people to hear who have who have dealt with something similar or are going through that right now yeah Yeah. um if i can just add
1: something to your to your comment is Mm um uh, nobody knows more about your body than yourself. So it's really important to trust to, to, in your inner voice in a way and always like uh, don't don't accept uh, like uh, this is your situation and this is what it is. Really, if you feel that this doesn't resonate, in, like to you, really try to, to find different kinds of physicians or therapists or people that will bring maybe a different kind of view of, of things that maybe can bring also you different perspectives to, to try to, to add to your life. And I know that this, the not just the period uh, situation, but also a lot of infertility that we know that's going on.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, it's it's uh, it's a uh, intense ish, let's say. And for me, it was when my period came back, it was really reconnecting with my feminine side. That was lost, and it um, uh, involves, for, for in, in my experience, really involves uh, ex- uh, patients and trying to to add really, like I said, different. Uh, views and uh, different uh, practice that maybe will bring you to reconnect with this Mm -hmm. in my situation my feminine side Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just about the food was other things that I was doing so I was over exercising i was too focused in my physical body so all of that had an impact in the in in my in, in my in my absence of period
0: yeah i think that's that's so important and it's for a lot of people too getting like the first step might be just trying to get in touch with their intuition and knowing what that even feels like, because I know for a lot of people, if I said that to them, um, that might be very foreign, you know, and I know that that has been very foreign for me. And there's are still areas where maybe I don't even realize that I'm still in that kind of mindset. Um, but I think that's a great, a great place to start. And uh, what are you looking forward to most about uh, now becoming like a, an Ayurvedic health counselor? or or maybe an aspect that you're looking to learn more about?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I think that uh, what uh, has been coming up a lot for me, it's the mental health issue. I think it's because 2020 was a really tough year for my mental health of all this quarantine and social distance I really felt that the, the mind aspect was something that I started studying more, and Ayurveda brings uh, a view of our mental health in a in a way that I really enjoy, and this is something that I'm really interested in learning more in in this coming in this coming year, definitely because it's uh, it's not just the food, the food mm-hmm. is the first step. So I, I have a lot of interest in working with that in the future.
0: I love that. And yeah, it's so important to know that, because I think a lot about what is being um, shared on social media with Ayurveda is more about the constitution types uh, or yeah. the body types of doshas which of course is very important and relates mm-hmm. to the mental health as well but mm-hmm. um, I think that's the next part that's really going to explode and like everyone is really going to start to love like the psychology aspect of Ayurveda so I, I agree with you on that too and so for our last question we always ask and you've kind of touched upon some of these but so the name of the podcast every single one yeah, noticed, she really, yeah, she really, she really, she really hit <laughs> hit all of them. She's like the star, the star guest. So for salsa, soul food, we have salsa relates to kind of movement and physical activity. And yeah. soul is the self-care and nourishing activity. And food is kind of any practice or relationship, um, any way to view food or new recipes or new things you're trying. So yeah. kind of within your Ayurvedic lifestyle, are there specific things that maybe you're working towards or exploring now or in or in the near future within physical activity nourishing mm. activity and food, salsa, soul food
1: uh, okay I think that uh, in the physical part um, uh, yoga it's a journey for me so every day that I step in my mat I, my mind it, it's in a in a, a different space so I try not to be too much attached to what to happen during the practice but mm-hmm. I, uh, I just hope to continue this for many and many years because it's something that's really I, I, I've been feeling a lot of changes not just in my body but in my mind so I I want to continue in, in, in this journey um, about uh, the mind aspects. It's really open more more space for silence because okay, we are doing social distance and everybody is at home. But I have a lot of cravings of information all the time of feeling like close to people. So it's so easy to be online all the time, doing a lot of things, reading. So my intention this year, it's really more silence, more like offline things, trying to to give this space for understand uh, what I want. To really focus in my course, so to really achieve things that maybe last two year was a little bit uh, more out of balance because of this new way of living and food. I'm experiment a lot with the Ayurveda recipes, and um, there is. A book that I like a lot. Let me just, and I can suggest that maybe you can, uh, we can recommend to people. Definitely. It's Kate O'Dono. Uh, book. Her, she has three three books, and she is a teacher in our program, right, Angela?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. <laughs> and she's she's great. And her recipes are so easy with whole foods. So it's kind of thing that you can can do daily and not uh, you don't need to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. It's like 30 minutes things. So easy for all of us. She has three books that I just want to share. It's the Everyday Ayurveda Cookbook uh the other one it's every day ayurveda cooking for a calm clear mind and the other one it's not uh recipes but it's all about uh, daily routines mm-hmm. and and also sh- she share recipes of uh, portions that can, bring balance with some specific herbs and it's called the everyday ayurveda guide to self-care so yeah if people are interested in any of that of these books i think it's a easy way to begin and to to learn a little bit more because before the recipes she gives a lot of information in an easy way to digest and understand yeah I think that's it
0: yeah thank you so much I I this has been so great because there's been so much information that I feel like I've been holding right on the top of my like right in my (laughs) chest and Giovanna did a great job of articulating so many things that you know all the things she's experienced, and now her her perspective, changing of perspective with Ayurveda. So thank you so much, and I hope that people will start to learn, get books, go to YouTube podcasts, and even see if there's an Ayurvedic practitioner you know in their in their neighborhood or online, um, and definitely learn a lot from your story as well. So thank you so much.
1: No, I I I need to thank you guys because, Angela and Mark uh it's this is what we need we need conversations we need to okay. share stories and show that uh, we are all vulnerable in a way and we can inspire each other so thank you so much for doing that to us to bring uh, stories from different kinds of people from different kinds of background, so we can learn all together because this is all about the journey right <laughs> in a way so thank you thank you so much for for receiving me